Blog Talk Radio. This pot smells delicious, and it's the base for our ultimate beef stew. Beef stew. Now we're talking about beef stew. Beef stew. Try this beef stew. Try this beef More G's. Yeah, I know. I'm having a kiss dream. I see all the shit that I want. Need diamonds better than a pawn. Pay diamonds ready for my arms. I do the shit that you're scared to. Half of the time I don't plan to. But the shit was long overdue. I wish for nobody what you gon' do. I used to hate work on my own block. Budget was trapped in the same spot. When I nobody in a tight spot. Cause I was tempted to hit the block. Doesn't call and I'm qualified. So wasting time now I'm occupied. Breaking on cursing the shit. Then my song be modifying. She really think we in competition. If that's the case, she's qualified. You're not fucking with me. You can never fuck with me. Since I'm from New York. Tell him where you gon' see me If he fuck, they gon' beat him Got the job, we don't need him And I really, we gon' leave him Demons feel me, ain't gon' see him Don't know why you feelin' bad Run that snake on his ass Don't they get you hella mad Always claiming he's chasing the bag He must not be running that fast Back doing circles on his ass He cannot completely ties He was messing up the pack Yeah, I'd rather you be real It's only for all I cap Lot of me, you a lame Yeah, we know you speak facts Real niggas keep a stack And you ain't never been real There's a corn boy in your pocket sack Stay showing us the same stack When you gon' spend a little bit of cash If you had it like that, you had it back Got something for your captain ass Once again, once again Welcome to the show, Beef Stew Radio I am your host, DJ Big Stew in the building Make sure you follow me at Beef Stew Radio Capital letters, the number 11 On Twitter, Beef Stew Radio 110 On, I'm just Beef Stew 110 On Instagram, and you can follow me on Facebook Facebook.com slash DJ Big Stew We are in part three and the last conclusion um, Talking with the legendary hip-hop MC and B-Boy My man Ski Jump on the other line What's up Ski Jump, welcome to the show again Thank you for coming No problem, no problem my brother How you doing today? I'm good, I'm good man Thank you for, uh, first of all Thank you for doing all three parts with me man I know it wasn't easy man But thank you for doing all three parts with me And thank you for giving me this last interview with you today man It's been an honor to interview you bro Likewise, my brother. I appreciate it as well. Now, you know, we I wanted to talk about the park jams. Like, you know, nowadays we can't even have park jams like we had back in the days. And I and I want so to explain, like, so like, how did you figure, like, I'd be trying to find out, like, who, we all know Cool Herc started, but was there park, park jams before Cool Herc? And what made it get so popular that it went from, you know, from the Bronx or from Brooklyn, however it came, just to every, everybody's neighborhood? I don't know, but basically, you know, there, there, there were um, outside jams before the um, the hip-hop park jams because, you know, you had a lot of the, the regular older um, DJs, you know, more more like disco DJs doing block parties. Mm. You know, na- neighborhood get-togethers. You know, they'll block off the street and, you know, and everybody in the neighborhood pitch in. You know, just something to do. And um, you had a lot of guys... Way before um, Cool Herc, even though Cool Herc, no, not taking no props from him, you know he was considered the founder. But you had guys like Disco King Mario, who, who from what I hear, was out before Herc. But um, you had you had guys in Brooklyn, you know, um, Grandmaster Flowers, you know, you had, you had different different DJs everywhere, really, you know. But as far as the hip hop game, that just started. Basically, in in what area, which is probably known as starting in the Bronx, from what I know, 
But, you know, at the same time, every borough claims that they're the ones that, that started it, you know? Yeah. Everybody now, did you, a little claim to that fame. Now, did you ever get a chance to go to the fever yourself? Like, was you ever performed? Oh, ever I, I lived at the fever, brother. I met, <laughs> matter of fact, I met, I met my ex-wife and, you know, my children's mother um, at the disco fever. Wow. Yeah, I met my wife at the fever, brother. Tell, you know, back when I was married. Tell us about some of, you know, your most favorite times in the FIBA, because, you know, a lot of brothers, all they do is hear about the FIBA. It's one of the most famous clubs in, in, in history of hip-hop. I want you to explain, like, being that somebody that was actually there, explain us about some of the best, your best moments or some of the or some of your fondest memories of the FIBA. Man, I used to go there basically um, every, I made sure I got there every New Year's Eve because I used to go um, hang out with Grandmaster Flash on the, on the first floor. Cause his birthday is New Year's, and um, I would make sure I get down there for that. You know, then um, upstairs, man, it was just so relaxed and so many, so many fly women up in there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was a, it was a place it was a place to go, man, where you really didn't have no problems in there. Security was tight. You know, they didn't they didn't have the they didn't allow on um, the pure hip hop up in there at one point. Eventually, you know, they they wind up letting letting go on, but um, man, I, I had a, I had a good time every night I went. Now let's talk about the celebrity club. What were some of your fondest memories in there? Oh, my my fondest memories there was going to watch the the um the MC battles. Mm. You know, the the Kumo D versus Busy B and. Watch, you know, just watching the different groups, period. Because you know, I grew up six blocks away from there. Mm-hmm. You know, I grew up on 119th Street and Lexington Avenue, and um, we we go there at the that was somewhere close that you know we 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 would all be able to go and we we can perform or we go watch everybody else perform. Now speaking of Kumo D and Busy B, so I, I take it you was there. Yes, I was. Now, I, I, like I asked everybody, I asked Ray Vaughn, I asked um, you know, everybody, I asked some um, Waterbed Kev. What was your, what did you feel like? Because you know that was like kind of the beginning of, you know, battles without the routines. That was the kind of the beginning of the the, the lyrical battle, like some of the stuff we got going on now, when the brother kind of dissed you and all that stuff. What, what 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 did it do to you when you first seen that? How did you feel? Well, I I, I kind of felt it um brewing, you know, because. Busy B is a friend of mine, you know, more more power to him, you know, and, and, he, and he's a great MC. But every contest and, and stuff like that that they would have um, with the MCs, they would give it to Busy B, you know, and people just got tired of hearing the same, him winning with the same routine over and over again. You know, he did more of that crowd-pleasing kind of kind of routine. And um, you had guys coming up, man, that were, that were just hungry. You know, and Kumo D, that was a great friend of mine. You know, I used to sneak out of my high school to go down to Norman Thomas High School just to hang out with him and Special K. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, cause that's where they met. Yeah. But uh, yeah, people it, people just started brewing because everybody really wanted to go at Busy because people got tired of seeing him win doing that same routine. Would would you say it was personal or was it just a type of thing of it was just an MC thing like they might have been cool in the streets or was it personal? You would say. I don't think it was personal. I 
I think it was more, like I said, people didn't think he deserved to keep winning. You know, you know, when you, especially when you put money on the line. Yeah. Now, everybody wanted to, everybody wanted to walk away with that cash prize and you know, here it is, you got this one person because, you know, everybody felt he was down with the production. Mm-hmm. And they would more give it to him whether the crowd whether the crowd went with him or not. Yeah. And I entered a few myself. I entered a few contests myself where he was you know, we were all in it and we we all felt that, you know, we did better than what he did and but they would still give it to him. You know, no doubt. No you know, success doubt. depends on who you know. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Now you know another thing I want to ask your opinion about is like some you know the, the 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 singing melody. Not not you know like a lot of cats say. There's some cats that say my man Ray Vaughn was the first to do it. There's some cats that say uh, G Man was the first to do it. You being a brother that was out there, who you feel that you heard do that type of singing melody first? The Force MDs. The Force MDs? Even back before when they were the Force MDs. I'm talking about like between the Crash Crew and um, the Magnificent Seven. Like oh, my, my, my man Ray Vaughn, because um, Crash Crew didn't come out until years later, way after, you know, M7 and a lot of the groups were already um, developed. Oh. Then the Crash Crew came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, Mike and Dave them hadn't started doing parties years later. So Ray Vaughn, I've known, like I said, I've known him since we were in, in Junior Richmond ninth grade together, and they were doing little stuff like that back then. Mm-hmm. G Man just happened to come along years later. Okay. Now, yeah, because you know that's that's something that people talk about. You know, a couple of people say who did it first, was it Ray Vaughn or was it G Man? I think Ray Vaughn was. Now the Force MDs, you think they was actually the first ones, even before cold pressure and all that? Yeah, because their routine basically was was doing little little skits, mm. and then you had the, you had um Cold Crush, but um the Funky Four back with Breakout and Baron um they had a lot of nice routines. Mm. You know, people people count them out when it comes to that kind of stuff, but they had some some nice routines. Who would you but, um, say was? Yeah, go ahead, finish. Yeah, Force MDs basically to me um, was out there the, 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 being the first ones in the hip hop game doing the routines. Back then, there was DJ Dr. Rock and the Mighty Force Three MC, something like that. No, there was um, there was with a guy called Doctor Freak. Oh, Doctor Freak. Okay. Yeah, you know, Staten Island had them little names, Doctor Freak, Doctor Rock, uh-huh. but that's when they were the Force MCs. They yeah, didn't the become the Force MDs, so they got with Doctor Rock. Oh, okay. Yeah, cause we played against we played against them. Um, the Gangsta Five played against them. Um, out in Staten Island at the St. George Theater, and we beat them out for the um the Doctor Freak. Wow. We battled them for the You see, you be putting me up on stuff because I never even heard of Doctor Freak. I only I only heard of them when they was with Doctor Rock. You know. No, they had Doctor Freak first. Him and his um Doctor Freak's old lady. Her name was Jazzy K. She was a DJ, wow. and we battled them in St. George Theater for um for the DJ, and we wound up with Dr. Freak, Jazzy K, and the original Kid Flash from the Bronx named Beanie. No doubt, no doubt. Now, who would you say the sisters now? It was, you know what I mean? Because a lot of people think 
a lot of the cats of kids out there think, you know, salt and pepper and all that. But there was a lot of other females. You know, we all know Shah Rock, you know what I mean? Because she would be like most, the one most famous one out of them, you know, out of that time. Right. Before. But there was a lot of sisters out there, man. Can you name some for me? Um, can't really think of her name back in the day, but the L brothers had a, a female with them. It was Master Rob, Kevy, Kevy Kev, which is Waterbed Kev, um, Busy B Starsky, and it was a, a female um, MC. I think it was Little Lee or something like that. Smiley, Smiley or Little Lee, something like that. Then you okay. had the Mercedes ladies. Mm. You know, Mercedes yeah, ladies, they, they they were tight. Then Pebbly Pooh. You know, she was she was a Master Don in the Deaf Committee. Um. You, you, you didn't have a, a whole lot of them, but you did have a nice handful. Um, Lisa, Lisa, Lisa from um, from um, the Zulu Nation, oh. Bad Bodies Crew, the Soul Sonic. Yeah, what's is that the same Lisa, Lisa from the Coat Jam with Full Force? No, that no, that's okay. a different one. In fact, somewhere on YouTube, um, they have um, a couple little skits with her and Shaw Rock doing back to back rhyming. Hmm. She, I think she was either Soul Sonic Force or the Cosmic Force. But both of them was banned by this artist. Okay. Yeah. Would you say Shy Rock was the best? To me, she was, yes. Yeah, Shy Rock was awesome. Yeah, yeah. And no easy on the eyes. You <laughs> <laughs> said easy on the eyes? Yeah, definitely. Now, did you date of any of the MCs or B-Girls back in the days? Would you date any of them? Um, I tried to talk to Shaw Rock, and um, she gave me the number. And, you know, we we we, we talked um, for about two or three weeks, but then just it just faded out, you know? Mm-hmm. As far as the other MCs and B-Girls, no. Uh, let me ask you, like, what did you like? You know, when you when you when y'all used to rock the house, or when you used to go on the floor and and and, and, and like finish, did you know what was it like for like with the fans? How did it feel to be creating a new type of culture, really, for people as your fans? Like, how that used to go for you, like when you finished b-boying or when you finished rocking the mic? Cause we didn't get much man, money just, back then. Yeah, cause yeah, back then it wasn't about the money, man. It was. It's not like you was getting paid just by when you get up, man, and people were patting you on the shoulders and the back, and you know, and 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 hauling your name, you know, from that that, that circle that you was in, you know, because everybody always had that big circle, and um, you get them oohs and ahs, man, and actually that that did it for you, really, you know, because you knew you did something nice, you know, the crowd would let you know if you was whack, the crowd would let you know if you did something vicious. You know, yes, you that was always good for me, man. That, right? Like being that after you did the spin on your head and your name got out there, there had to be a lot of cats coming at you to battle you either way, right? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Like I said, we we started hitting Chuck Center and started hitting hitting different different places around it. Johnson Center, Foster um, Project Center, um, over in King Towers and um, Mr. Souls. Mr. Souls. did a lot of battling in Mr. Souls. Those are two places I want to talk about. You know, like, 
rumor is Mr. Souls is the really famous spot that, you know, that when people see Ed Lover, who's the man, Ed Lover and Dr. Dre, who's the man. And it's like people be saying, throw your hands in the air, and a certain crew say, keep your hands up there. Is, is that true? I asked a few people, is that true, Mr. Souls, of the original spot that happened at? Well, I, I can't remember anybody coming in there robbing the place or nothing like that. Okay. You know, when people doing that, throw your hands in the air and leave them up there now. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I can't, I can't, I can't co-sign on that. All right. And I used to go to parties every night. All right. You know, I stayed, I stayed in some kind of party every night, and I've seen places where they come in, they stick the place up, but I ain't never heard that throw your hands in the air stuff. <laughs> you know, if anybody they told you throw your hands in the air it wasn't on the microphone. It was while they was walking around with the, with the gats in their hand, like you know, get up against the wall. <laughs> yeah. Now, now Chuck Chuck Sinem, another joint because you know in the daytime Chuck Sinem is a football team for Chuck Chuck. Right, I played one that, year with them. Yeah, me too. I played a couple of years with them. Now um, at the end, it's a disco at nighttime. I couldn't really get in Chuck Sinem. I was young at that time, but I used to hear so many stories about how fly. I mean, how fun it was. You know what I'm saying? I know about it from being in there, like, going from the football with the coaches, but I never uh, I never got a chance to experience the disco side of it. Can you tell Can you tell me some of your fondest moments about then, Chuck Center? Well, you know, it was always a good time because um, Chuck and them didn't, didn't play, you know, you coming in there and, and, and cutting up. Mm-hmm. You know, you can get there, you can do your battle stuff. You know, he was more like Steve Harvey and uh, what's, what's that movie? Um, step Up, Step Up. In one of the movies, um, with um, with, oh yeah, with Marcus did, Houston, right? Boy right, yeah. Marcus Houston and them. He was more like that, you know, and he didn't play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, you played for him on the field. He was the no. same way inside his club. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. But but it was a good time then, you know. Like I said before, I started b boying I used to do the hustle. Hmm. In fact, I used to teach the hustle. I've been on um this um Disco City on Wonder Rama. With a, with a full cast on my leg in 78, something like that. Um, well, I got my leg broken playing football. Um, and um, they had us on Wonderama that, that show you to come on, but they had a little segment where they do all the schools, the high schools and stuff like that. And um, doing the hustle on that show. Wow. That's probably somewhere on YouTube. We're going to have to look for that. <laughs> the 70, 70 Mills was the judge on the one I was on. Oh, yeah? That's when All she right. was, came out with the Wiz. Yeah, she was young Stephanie Mills back then. Little Stephanie Mills, right? Yeah, with the Wiz, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Now, let me ask you, do you remember rocking in Central Park? Like, sometimes Magnificent Seven used to rock in Central Park. Do you remember what you did to go out there? Yes. It was always a good time, like I said. My crew, the M7, you know, floor masters, we 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 all used to hang out together. But who, all who of us came, came up with like let's same, go to Central Park and rock? Like who was the guy that said let's just go to Central Park and rock? That was kind of bold. <laughs> like going Spike, to the schoolyard is Spike, one thing, but right. But Spivey was behind a lot of that stuff. You know, a lot of people don't give DJ Spivey a lot of credit. But he was he was he was there with a lot of that stuff, you know. My boy Hamski, you know, a lot of us was out there. Prince R G. Yeah. 
because you know that that was the cut in between, like a like a little L cut in between where the M7 provided that and um the untouchable guys on the west side with white flash and all of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was white flash really white. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he was, he was one of the only white hip hop DJs out. Wow. Yeah, I can't remember any other white DJ that was out back then. In the hip hop game. Now, did did did, did the game name a white flash, or he named his white like was he really credible to be like? All right, you could call him Flash. Would he cut close to Flash? Cause that's a that's a that's a hard name to take on back then. Flash, and then you call yourself White Flash. That means you had to cut like a motherfucker. He was he was good. He was good. I gotta give him props, but um, he wasn't nowhere near the Grandmaster though. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I've been around the Grandmaster for years, and I don't care what DJ comes out these days that can mimic it and you know they make it easier easier for them guys to cut. Grandmaster is always gonna be number one, brother. Did Cool Herc? Yeah, I don't see, see hundreds, hundreds of DJs. Grandmaster's number one. Did Cool Herc cut? Because I never really, see, I see, I know he used to drop the beats, but was he was he nice and scratching, or he was just a, the the dude that was just bringing out the hot beats? Now I'm gonna tell you honestly, Herc, forgive me for saying this, brother, but um, I've never seen Herc on the turns. <laughs> <laughs> um, he had his man Clark Kent. Clark, Clark Kent, Kent was the Clark DJ Kent. for, the, and he had he had a he had a badass b boy crew too, the Herculoids. The Herculoids, yeah. Did you ever battle them? Yeah, them Herculoids was awesome, boy. Yeah, I used to hear. I used to hear they used to like form Voltron or something. They <laughs> they used to come out. Hey, 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 hey them boys, them boys, them boys was hey, they was they was something else between them. The Zulu Kings, it wasn't Zulu Nation back then. It was just the Zulu Kings, Zulu Queens, and Baby Zulus. But um, they had an awesome B-Boy crew. It was, a, it was a lot of them. Flash was a B-Boy back in the day. Yeah. That's where he got the name from. <laughs> wow. So when you see the movie Get Down, did you see the movie Get Down? The Get Down? Yeah, I did see, I see the series, yeah. So how That's did you feel theory. about that? Did you feel? Did you feel? Because you know karate was back then. We all fucked with karate back then in some type of way. Did you feel like it represented hip hop as one of the? Did you feel like some people say that film was the closest that they had other than B Street that really represented the beginning of hip hop? Do you feel that way? Yeah, some some of the parts I disagreed with, you know, but then a lot of it I agreed with, especially the part where um. Guys were taking cassette tapes from up there, bringing them to their parties, playing them, and then get doing the Milli Vanilli on everybody <laughs> and acting like it was them rapping. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now that part is very true. People people stole stole cassette tapes or went with their radios, stood in front of the speakers, recorded wow. it, and go back to their parties because other people have never heard of it. Mm-hmm. And that's how I wound up traveling. Because you had to know a, a good DJ to get a cassette tape, to get a good cassette tape. Like I used to meet um, DJ Breakout. I used to meet DJ Breakout up at Gun Hill Road train station. I call him up because he was a friend of mine. And I go up there, I buy a tape. He'll meet me at the train station, give me the tape, and I come back down to Harlem. Mm. That's when he was yeah, the Funky Four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's. I mean, yo, it's it's definitely crazy because times is 
steadily change. You know what I mean? It's easy technology. Right. You got Spotify now, iTunes now, and and you know, you all you you come from the time when it was like it wasn't it wasn't really on the radio. You had to hear songs like you said, whether it's in the Park Jam or if you live near the Wiz or something, they still happen to play. Like that's how I heard Spoonie right. G. The first time I heard Spoonie G, the Wiz on the Hundred Sixth Street was playing that shit. You know what I mean? And everybody yeah, nobody beat the Wiz. And you know, yeah. and, and the one in East Harlem used to play a lot of hip hop. So I mean, the few, the, the you know, like right. Treacherous Three, Rock the Body, and all those type of joints, and that's how we heard them. And it, and it, you, you, it was scarce, man. And and it's like it, it's, it's like you, you know, I don't know, man. Like you say, people don't never give you your credit, man. But I hope I hope this this three part series, man, definitely show people that you know you was definitely truly a legend, man, because. A lot of things you created, you know, and um, I think you definitely, yeah, definitely. Deserve, you know, you definitely, definitely. deserve that. Well, I but appreciate bro, like, you looking out for me like that as well, and you know, hopefully, the, you know, the fans will hear it and remember me. You know, the, the brother with the goggles and the and the wide brim. What made you put the goggles and wide brim? How did the huh? ski? How did the ski goggles become such? Before I let you go, just one thing you gotta tell me: How did the ski goggles and the ski, the ski, you know, become such a big thing of hip hop? Where everybody that used to wear goggles back in the days. Well, back then I worked in Midtown, um, near Thirty Fifth Street at Grassetti Brothers um grocery store or something like that, and um, you know, they had this little department store that had a lot of ski outfits and this and that, and before that. I used to play basketball, and I used to like to finger roll a lot. So, you know, I used to use the name Skillet on the back of my little windbreakers and stuff like that. Uh, but then somebody else tried to come out with the same name. So I had to run through some magazines, wind up becoming Ski Jump. And then, you know, I, from being at work right there, I would always buy different goggles and wearing that with my wide brims, my Barcelona. That's what's up. And now Barcelona. That was years before Run DMC started wearing them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now you know you go it go all the way to Biggie Smalls and the Tupac and Puffy right. and a lot of you know it's 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 it's, it's, it's the wardrobe of hip hop now when you go out to Shiv Knights and everybody. Right, like I said, you had to you had to um you had to look the part of what your name was basically. That's what's up. You no, know, most people came out with names. You you know you had to identify yourself with your name. No doubt, no doubt. Well, Ski, man, it's been it's been real, you know, dealing, you know, interviewing you. And like I said, party people that's out there, you know, check these interviews out because we about ready to snatch them all. I'm going to leave them up for a few while, but this is going on a documentary, the film, The Uncelebrated Pioneer, was featuring Ski Jump, featuring Rayvon M7, featuring Waterbed Kev, Featuring the Crash Crew, featuring the P Brothers, featuring uh, my man Troy L. Smith, featuring DJ Dollar Bill, um, both DJ Dollar Bills, because there was two Dollar Bills out there back then, right, Ski? One from Wagner, one from right. River. Right. You know what I mean? So featuring. But the most popular one, I think, was Dollar Bill, and he had a, um, my buddy Tank with him. You talking about Tanky T and JT? Tanky yeah, Tanky T. T, yeah. All right. They, yeah, they started out with all of us as well. Yep. And Dollar Bill was a B-boy, too. He was a B-boy, right? Right, right. Yeah, right, yeah. So, yeah, man, we got, we got, we got, you know, we definitely got it all, man. You know what I'm saying? We got all those people that's going to be on there. Spivey, 
we're gonna have Spider. I mean, we got so many people. We got um, we also got Spider Lope. Um, we got you know Spider um, from from the, um, from the um, what's uh, what's the Rocksteady crew. He definitely you know what I mean one of the first Harlem right. Rockets. We got him definitely talking about the b boy man. So boy, gonna... um, little star star child. Yeah, Star Child, definitely Star Child. Yeah, we got to give a shout out to Star Child, man, and we got to give a shout out to my man Champ, rest in peace, Champ from the um from the Fantastic Four. You know what I mean? Definitely give a right, shout out. Right, right. You know what I mean? So, but yep. um, but Ski man, it's been an honor, man, and um, I definitely want to get everything get through, man. I'm gonna send it at you, man, and um, hope we can get you up here in New York City screen. Oh yeah, definitely, brother. All right. And I just Definitely, stay, I, it'd be an honor. Yeah, and, I, and I'm going to stay in touch with you. All right? Yeah, I sure will. All right? I sure will. All right, so thank you again. And once again, this is Beef Stew Radio, man. Make sure y'all go listen to these joints. But if you don't, make sure you go. Make sure when we put out the DVD or when we put out the film, hopefully it'll be on Netflix or something, man. We're going to try to get it on something big, man. So we tell this story about my brothers, man. Once again, I thank everybody. That's right, that's right. Beef Stew Radio, we out. This smell is delicious, and it's the base for our ultimate beef stew. Beef stew. Now we're talking about beef stew. Beef stew. Try this beef stew. Try this beef 